It's hard to see the goodness of God sometimes in the midst of all the stress and turmoil going on in the world. What really helps, though, is coming across a feel-good story where we see God's hand in filling a void in someone's heart that's been there for a very long time. For when we see God filling a hole in someone else's heart, we can have confidence that he can fill a void in ours, too. I've got such a story for you today, a feel-good story. It's one of my favorites. But before we get into it, here's Carol. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Well, thank you, Carol. And yes, it's me, John Sertalic. I am your award-winning author and relationship coach, here to help you find more joy in the relationships God designed for you. You are listening to episode 169. Now, if you're new to the podcast, the easiest way to access all past and future episodes is to go to johnsertalic.com and click on the follow or subscribe button. That's John with an H and Sertalic with a C at the beginning and the end. <laughs> C-E-R-T-A-L-I-C dot com. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. You'll then get a brief email from me each week with a link to the latest episode together with a description of what it's all about. Back on the podcast today is Gail Rohde. Gail has been on the show several other times talking about what it's been like as someone who was adopted into a good family, but who as a grown adult with teenage children felt a longing to find her biological mother and father. I'll have links to those previous episodes at the end of the show notes. Today, though, there's been a new development in Gail's story that she shared with me in a recent phone call. Keep listening, or you can read the transcript of our conversation in the show notes. Hello? Hello, Gail. This is John. Hey, John. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, good, good. Hey, I'm so glad you're um, making yourself available to speak on the podcast today. I just noticed that you have now set a record for being on the podcast the most episodes. You were in episode 29 and 30 when we talked about your search for your birth parents and then also... Mm -hmm. 124, just not too long ago. Wow. So this is going to look really good on your resume. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you appreciate that. Um, I do, I do. I feel honored. Yeah, yeah. Well, for those that are new to the podcast and, and don't quite remember, we had talked in episodes 29 and 30 about the fact that uh, you're adopted and what that was like for you as a child. You were, you were told at an early age that you were adopted. You had mm-hmm. um, great great parents and you know you but you always wondered about who your who your mom and dad were your birth parents anyway right and we had talked also about you you had tracked down your birth mother and uh-huh. started a relationship with her and that that has been going well uh-huh. but the new element that I want to 
chat with you today is, is finding your birth father and actually meeting him. I think the last episode, 124, I had asked a question of you and others, what are you looking forward to and what are you dreading? And you had mentioned uh, meeting your birth father fell, um, fell into both categories. Something you were looking forward to, but something, something you were dreading too. Right. So can, can you tell us how you actually did meet and what that was like and you know, how that's been going for you? Sure. Um, so we, we had been talking on the phone for about the last year and a half, um, every now and then, maybe once, twice a month, and um, had great conversations, learning about each other, learning about each other's lives. But they're fairly short conversations, you know, about 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half hour. So there's only so much you can really get to know each other in that amount of time. And um, I think we had tried to do a couple of video chats, but everybody kept freezing and <laughs> it was mm. hard to talk and so that was you know that was disappointing it was hard to really get a feel for for who he was and who his wife was and so uh, we finally were able to set up a time to meet last month um and we we both drove part way and kind of met in the middle um and just we they knew of this resort town and so we each got a place there and just decided to meet so we were able to do that, and um, and yeah, it was just it was fantastic. I was so nervous, um, very anxious going into it, and I don't know why. Um, I knew it was going to go well. I knew he was going to be gracious. I knew he was going to be wonderful. I knew he was going to like his grandkids, um, but there is just still that lingering, like, what if I get rejected kind of feeling underneath um but I would say the minute that we saw each other and gave each other a big hug, it just like all melted away, and then it was just great. After mm. that. So, so yeah, it was really great. Well, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that went well for you. What was it like? Maybe even before you met in person, when when he admitted that that he was your father, did he? What did he have to say about his relationship with your birth mother? Hmm. Um, well, and you know, it's interesting. I get a different story from each of them. They have very different perspectives on it. Mm. Um, so for him, he said that it was, you know, kind of a fling. It wasn't a very deep or long-term relationship. And when I was born, he was actually on his way being deployed to Vietnam. Um, and so he had received a letter from my mom with my photograph in it. And, um, he took it to his sergeant and said, what do I do with this? And he said, the sergeant said, oh, this happens all the time. I'll take care of it. And that was the last mm. he saw me. He gave the letter and the picture to his sergeant, and that was the end. Mm. Um, and then by the time he came back from the war, he was dealing with PTSD. He was um, in another relationship. And, you know, I think it just kind of got lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, a very different, um, a different story, you know, or a different take on, on what I had learned from my mom, um, mm. but totally understandable yeah. for me. I mean, it made sense and, you yeah. know, I get it, <laughs> you know, there's absolutely no ill will. It's not like he took off and didn't want to have anything to do with me. It was bad timing. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I remember in, in our previous, one of the previous episodes that you were told that he was a medical student when, mm-hmm. is that, was that true? Um, I'm not, I don't know that he was a medical student at the time, but it, he did, I mean, he did end up becoming a physician's assistant. So, oh. um, so he was, I don't know if he was headed in that direction uh-huh. or, you know, maybe he had started. Um, I haven't really clarified that with him, but you know, that is, that is the path he took. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was accurate. <laughs> yeah. How um, how do, how did your father's uh, wife and his kids and grandkids uh, deal with the news that they had a, a new relative that they didn't know about? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's it's funny because and I don't, can't remember if I told this story last time um, when I sent him my initial letter. I sent it by mail, um, thinking that you know he'll get it. And I didn't want to cause any rifts with his wife or, you know, I, I just had no idea what that was going to be like. And yeah. just they were together and she picked up the mail out of the mailbox. You know, they drove up to the mailbox. She got it. She's paging through it. She's like, oh, you got a personal letter. So this is from some, some girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she said something like, you know, is this about an old girlfriend? And he's like, no, just open it. And so she started reading it and she thought, she's like, it kind of is. <laughs> wow. Um, but she's been so wonderful and so great and so accepting. And I probably talk to her just as much as I talk to him. Mm. Um, she's just really been great. Um, I haven't met any of my siblings. They all know about me, but, you know, I've only kind of heard how those conversations went. Um, so it sounds like it's all fairly positive. So, um, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody's mad about me or, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when we talked last when you were saying um, that you were on the one hand looking forward to meeting your birth father, but also dreading meeting him. And mm-hmm. I think I think part of it, as I recall, was what is the impact going to be with your birth mother? Yeah. And how, is, how have you negotiated or na- navigated, how have you navigated mm-hmm. That that whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's been a little hard. Um, I I it's been a good place. Um, our whole family went out to go visit her over spring break, and that's the first time we've all been out there. Um, and so we just had a really wonderful time. And there was a period of time in there that we had just the two of us, and we talked about it. And she brought it up, and. You know, says you know, admitted that it had been very hard, um, but she knows that I have a right to know who my dad is, and I have a right to meet him, mm-hmm. um, and that she knows she needs to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was able to reassure her that, you know, I knew that she's worried that he's going to take me away from her, um, you know, or that I'm going to like him more than I like her. And I just reassured her I'm not going anywhere. If, you know, if I leave, it's up to me. It's not up to him. You know, he's not going to take me away from you. That's my decision. And I decide to not. (laughs) I decide to stay with you. Uh Um, That I'm always going to be here. We're always going to be here. So just really tried to reassure her that it's really not changing my relationship with her. Um, So I've been, you know, I haven't been um, putting it in her face. You know, like I didn't 
tell her when I was going out to see him, she knew I was going to be. Um, and when I came back, she, we talked on the phone or something. She says, you saw him, didn't you? Um, and I said, yeah. And she says, okay. Uh, <laughs> she, okay. And she said, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, you know, oh, I good. think there's been a lot of healing. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. We've just been trying to make sure that she knows that everything's going to be the same between us. So, yeah. 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 I really appreciate your concern for her too. And knowing that, you know, it, it brings out her f- fragileness a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and understandably so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of questions did you ask your, your dad, your birth father? Do you remember any, so, anything in particular? Yeah. We, we talked, we've talked a lot. Um, you know, just I think when we got together, they brought, um, well, his wife brought pictures of him from his childhood, his young adulthood, his time in Vietnam. Um, she had just all these pictures and wow. family members. And so we were able to just sit around the table one night and they were showing me pictures and he was telling stories. And, wow. um, you know, it was really neat. It was really, really neat. And so we were able to take pictures of all of those pictures with our phone. So now I have all of those pictures. Uh-huh. And, um, they gave me all sorts of family information, who my grandparents were, all of my siblings and their birthdays, and just, you know, have just been very, um, very great in, in talking about his life, talking about, you know, any questions I have. He kept asking me, do you have any questions? <laughs> it's just kind of like, mm. I don't know, you've told me so much stuff, I don't even know what to ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, yeah, it's just, it's been really good. They're just very open and... Um, yeah, he's just been so gracious about everything. Yeah. yeah, and what a great idea to bring all those pictures so that you had a mm-hmm. picture of what what his life was like, you know, yeah. in the past. Yeah, it's so, so neat to be able to see pictures of him like around the time when I was born, and I'm just like, wow. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was neat. And I mean, the other really, really fun thing for me is I look so much like him. Oh, um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some resemblance to my mom like if you look hard enough you can, you can kind of tell that we're related but I mean he and I I mean anytime you know I posted a picture on Facebook and everyone's like oh yeah like you're not re- <laughs> who would question you're not related you know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and pretty obvious so that's fun for me because I always felt like I never looked like anyone so uh-huh that's, that's just a really super special thing for me yeah do you, do you feel that this has um, brought closure to your quest to know more about who you are and where you've come from? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. I mean, even to think about, you know, all that's happened in the last three years. Yeah. And in some ways, it seems like I've known a lot longer. You know, all these questions, I mean, it's just a settledness to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just feels like, yeah, this is just how it is now. Um, In other days, I just sit and think, wow, (laughs) never on this earth did I think I would know names of my parents, much less to know them personally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And just how amazing it is. And, um, yeah, it's just so fantastic. Mm -hmm. We're... we're where have you seen God involved in this, Gail, in this search, you know, not just for your birth 
father but your birth mother and and just kind of um, filling in some gaps in your personal life story that you always wondered about where did, where have you seen God involved in this I mean I just feel like I've seen him every step of the way mm. um, how everything happened I think um, you know it started way back when my husband bought me the DNA test years ago mm. um, just to help me know what nationality I am and you know, do I, do I have any diseases I need to worry about for my kids, you know? Um, and, you know, in that and through that, I never even would have thought to buy a DNA test. I didn't even really know it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through that to be able to get so many answers and so much peace, um, mm. you know, to meet my mom first, who, you know, I think needed, I needed to meet her first. I needed to have that um, that resolution. There's something about the birth mom, you know. I mean, it's just it's a it's a different it's a different expectation or a different, you know. I mean, you I grew up looking for my mom at mm-hmm. the mall. You know, that's who I was looking for. I was looking for my mom. Um, oh. So to find her first and to have that resolution, and then to be able to work through with her finding my dad and then having like this completion and then with my dad now to have new siblings and Mm. you know my mom is all by herself so it didn't really bring a whole lot of family relationships Mm -hmm. but then with my dad now there's all these new siblings and nieces and nephews and aunts and mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and some who've some who've reached out to me. I have a sister in law and an aunt who have reached out to me and yeah. you know, it's like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean it's just all of it, all I can do is just say thank you, God. I mean there's yeah. nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy so. for you that it's it's come out this way. What where do you thank see you. things uh headed forward now with all of this? What? You know, I see every visit as a gift. Um, you know, none, neither my parents or I are young anymore. So, <laughs> you know, it's every, you know, every visit that we can have, every time we talk on the phone is a gift. Um, just trying to be able to get to know them as much as I can while I have them. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, hopefully I have them for the next, 20 years, that would be great, mm-hmm. um, you know, but just yeah. really recognizing it for the gift that it is and appreciating that and appreciating them and um, mm-hmm. taking advantage of everything I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, one part of your story that really, really uh, captured my heart was that when you were telling about... Um, your adopted dad and what a great guy he was. Mm-hmm. I and I know he had a good relationship with your mom, but you were closer with your with your adopted father and how yeah. when he was diagnosed with ALS, he had asked you mm-hmm. about uh, uh, did uh, did you want his help in locating your birth parents? And at mm-hmm. the at the time, you weren't that interested, but then later you processed it that that he he knew that his time was short here on Earth and. Mm-hmm. He didn't want you to feel like you were fatherless. I just thought that was yeah. just really incredible and really a, a yeah. gift from God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and I just, you know, I, you know, in my mind, I just picture him just smiling at this whole situation, just being so happy. Yeah. Um, you know, that I have, I have this because now both he and my mom are gone. And so now I have kind of like my second family, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, I think that that would bring him great joy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm I'm really impressed with your with your birth father too. The fact that he is mm-hmm. so happy to reconnect with you. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. some would not be. I think I shared with story with my birth father. He wasn't happy, but he wasn't. He was just apathetic. He could care less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the fact that your birth father is wanting to have a relationship with you because it's part of his past too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then the acceptance of his wife into you mm-hmm. of you into their life i think yeah. is just really commendable really commendable yeah, i think i think the whole thing has played out the best way it possibly could mm-hmm. um, when i when i wrote that letter to him i was ready you know i had to mentally prepare myself for anything including rejection yeah. um and just to to know that okay well i tried you know um, i had to be ready for that and he when he got tested um, and he wanted to confirm through DNA. And when he got the results back and he called me and just said, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, thanks. Thanks again for your time and for this wonderful story. Yeah. I just find it very encouraging, Gail, on, on several different levels, you know, just encouraging how how you've managed to navigate this relationship with your birth mom and your birth dad and and some of the dynamics of that with your mother, especially, and and actually being able to to meet with your your birth father is is just a wonderful story of completion. Mm-hmm. Of, it is, yeah. So, and it's not always easy, you know. There's there's hard times and there's hard feelings, and you yeah. know, it's it's you know, you get more family, you get more problems, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not not always problem free, but it's yeah, worth it. yeah. Very true. Very true. So, well, again, thanks so much for your time and for and for um, for sharing this story with with all of our listeners. Um, I've I got some really good feedback the uh, the last three episodes too, and I'm yeah. sure um, we're going. I'm going to get the same with this one too. So, um, wonderful. Yeah, my uh, my 19 year old sat down next to me um, just before Mother's Day, and it was when we were in the process of planning meeting my dad <laughs> he sat down and said dang mom you collect parents like they're going out of style <laughs> <laughs> uh, i said yeah well more grandparents for you he says oh that's true <laughs> yeah yeah that's very true that's very true <laughs> so, so i'm done now i have no more parents to find so okay <laughs> great great okay well, thanks john i well, appreciate you and helping me talk through this too. It's really good for me to to be able to get that perspective too. I don't always think that. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's just good to talk out loud what's going on inside your head. I sure believe that. And and thank you for sharing all of that. And not just what's going on in your head, but what's going on in your heart, which you've done so well here. Thanks. Well, you have a great rest of your afternoon and, and thanks again. And we will stay in touch. Sounds great. I would love that. Thanks, John. Thank you, Gail. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, here's the main takeaway that I hope you remember from today's episode. Sometimes we just need a feel-good story to remind us of the goodness of God. 
When we see him meet the longing of someone else, we can rest in knowing that he can meet our deepest longings too. Well, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. In closing, I hope this feel-good story makes you, well, feel good. It did for me. I spent years wondering about my birth father and then months working to track him down. And when I finally did meet him in person, it didn't go nearly as well as Gail's meeting did with her birth father. But that's a subject for another podcast. My experience, though, hasn't diminished my joy in hearing Gail's experience one bit. Her joy is infectious, and I loved sharing in it. And I love seeing how God worked in her life. I, I hope you did, too. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's it for today. Please consider telling others about this podcast you think might be interested in today's topic especially parents who have adopted, and also adult adoptees, and anyone else who could use a feel-good story like this one. And as we talk frequently around here, don't forget to spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.